0: to the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 8, we'll be looking at verses 26 through 40. Our faith teaches and tells us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, this belief and our faith in this is necessary for our salvation. We must have faith and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God We must have faith and believe that he died on the cross and rose again to pay the penalty for our sins. We must believe in his deity, have faith in his deity. Yet what proves his deity? Now today we're going to start looking at the proofs of Christ's deity. And these proofs that are found in the Bible. Now, we see his deity in his miracles. We see his deity in creation. We see his deity in his teachings. We see his deity in his death, burial, and resurrection. And over the next several weeks, sorry about that, (laughs) over the next several weeks, We're going to look at these different miracles that prove Jesus' deity. And today, we're going to start by looking at where Jesus cast out demons. Now, in particular, we're going to focus on one instance where he cast out demons, but there are other instances in the Bible, and I'll briefly share those here in a moment. So if you would, look at Luke 8. 26-40, starting in verse 26, it's written, So they sailed unto the region of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And as he went out to land, there met him a certain man out of the city, which had devils a long time. And he wore no garment, neither abode in house, but in the graves. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God, the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the foul spirit to come out of the man, for oft times he had caught him. Therefore he was bound with chains and kept in fetters, but he brake the bands and was carried of the devil into the wilderness. Then Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was thereby a herd of many swine feeding on a hill, and the devils besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. So he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine, and the herd was carried with violence from a steep down place into the lake and was choked when the herdman. (coughs) saw what was done, they fled. And when they were departed, they told it in the city and in the country. Then they came out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also which saw it told them by what means he was that was possessed, with the devil was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country about the Gadarenes besought him that he would depart from them, for they were taken with a great fear, and he went into the ship and returned. Then the man, out of whom the devils were departed, besought him, that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return into thine own house, and show what great things God hath done to thee. So he went his way and preached throughout all the city what great things Jesus had done unto him. And it came to pass when Jesus was come again, that the people received him, for they all waited for him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day and the many blessings that you've given us. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just bless the reading of your word. And Lord, I just lift up those that today that are sick and shut in those that maybe have lost loved ones lord just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one and again lord i just pray that you would be with me hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken today be your words and and lord if there's anyone that is listening to this sermon that doesn't know you as lord and savior i just pray that you would speak to their hearts and lord i just pray again that you would just hide me behind the cross let the words that are spoken be your words and just Be with me today, Lord, and just give me the words to say. And Lord, I again just pray that you would just bind down Satan and have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, when we look in the Bible, this is not the only instance of Christ having power over demons and casting out demons. In the Gospels, there are not counting this instance, there are six other instances of Jesus casting out demons. So in the Gospels, we have a total of seven of these miracles that are recorded. And when we look at these other instances of Jesus casting out demons, um, we see that he cast out a demon that was possessing a man. When, when Jesus was in the synagogue in Capernaum, they brought this man that had, had a demon that was possessing him, and Jesus cast this demon out. We see that in Mark chapter 1, verses 23 through 28. It's also recorded in Luke chapter 4, verse 31 through 36. Then we see that he also cast out a demon that had made a man blind and mute. We see that in, in Matthew 12, 22. It's also recorded in, in Luke eleven fourteen. 14. There was also another demon that was possessing man that made a man mute. We saw that in Matthew 9, 32-33. We see where Jesus cast out the demon that was possessing the South Phoenicians' daughter, we see that in Matthew 15, 21 through 28, and also in Mark seven twenty-four through 30. Then he also possessed, uh, delivered the, the demon-possessed boy. He cast that demon out. That was in Matthew 17, 14 through 18. It's also it recorded in Mark 9, 14 through 29, and then in Luke 9, 38 through 42. And then what we see is in Luke 13, 10-17 and many people will miss this the crippled woman that was bent over Jesus said that she was bound by Satan so she was had this spirit of infirmity this demon that was making it hard for her to stand up straight and Jesus heals this woman. And again, we find that in Luke 13, 10 through 17. So what we see in the Bible in regards to Jesus' deity, Jesus has power over these unclean spirits. He has power over the demons, and he has power over Satan because Jesus is the creator of all things. He created Lucifer. He created all the angels that fell with Lucifer. Thus, he has power over them. Now, in this passage, in Luke you know, 26 through 40, we see Jesus casting out this demon out of this one man but it was more than one demon. It was a legion of demons. Now this is recorded in Ma- also in Matthew 28. Or I'm sorry, Matthew 8, 28 through 34, and then Mark chapter 5, 1 through 20, and then here in Luke 26 through 40. But you know, in this passage, Jesus cast out a legion of demons. So Jesus, the Son of God and God the Son, has power over the forces of Satan. He has power over demons just as he has power over sin because he is God. He is divine. Now when we look at these verses, what exactly is happening in these verses? Jesus and the disciples cross over the Sea of Galilee and they go into an area of the Gadarenes, which is around the Decapolis or the 10 cities. And when they go ashore, they are confronted by this man who was possessed by demons. Now this man was acting like a maniac. So, you know, this man had been cast out of the city, And he was living in the hills. He was living among the graves. And, you know, we see in the scripture here that, in verse 27, that the man was naked. He wasn't wearing any clothes. And he had, you know, they had tried to bind him with chains. They had tried to bind him with fetters. And they couldn't bind him because he would break these things. Matthew 28, or I'm sorry, Matthew 8, 28, it says that the man was fierce, so the people couldn't bind him. And then in Mark 5, verse 5, it says that the man went around crying out and cutting himself with rocks. So this man, you know, he was in a bad state. This demon possession had had just made this man exceedingly fierce and and strong and just crazy. He was acting crazy. But he wasn't possessed with just one demon. You know, one demon is bad enough. This man had a legion of demons in him. So that means that this man possibly had up to 6,000 demons possessing him. Now think about that. 6,000 demons. Demons. Possessing one man. Now think about something else. Think about the number of angels that fell with Satan. It says a third of them fell with him. So that was so many angels that fell with with Satan when he rebelled. These other angels that rebelled with him... So many had, had failed with him that he could spare 6,000 to possess this one poor man in the Gadarenes. Millions upon millions of angels fail when Satan fell. A third of the angels. And the Bible alludes to the fact, though it doesn't say it outright, but it alludes to the fact that when you look at the number of stars in the sky... That's how many angels God created. Just trillions upon trillions of angels that God created. And a third of them fell with Satan. But when we look at what was going on with this man and how this man was was harming himself, how he was you know, not wearing any clothes, how he was just crying out and, and was just fierce, it shows the destructive nature of demons. It shows us the destructive nature of Satan. Satan is a murderer. It says he was a murderer and a liar from the beginning. He he He's just evil. And the demons that fell with him these angels that fell with him and became the demons, they're evil as well and they're destructive. So we see the destructive nature of Satan and the demons, but we also see that they were trying to destroy this man. So what happens? When Jesus comes ashore and this man runs up to him, It says that the man cries out and falls down before Jesus. And so this is the demons. You know, these demons saw Jesus and these demons are crying out. And then the spokesman for the demons, if you look at verse 28, he's the one that speaks and he says, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of God, the Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. So this demon, as well as all the demons that were possessing this man, they recognized Jesus as divine. They recognized Jesus as the Son of God. But they also... Recognize what's going to happen to them one day. The power that God has over them and what awaits them one day. Because look at what this demon says. He says, I beseech thee, torment me not. So they knew that Jesus could cast them into the lake of fire at that moment if he wanted to. And Jesus could have, if he had wanted to at that time, he could have cast these demons into that place of eternal torment and just be done with them. So they cry out, asking that Jesus not do this to them. They didn't want to be cast into the lake of fire at that moment. They didn't want to go to eternal torment at that moment. Now, instead they asked Jesus to allow them to possess a herd of pigs that was feeding on a hill. I think about how how just dirty and disgusting demons are when they ask to be cast into a herd of pigs. You know if there's one animal in the world that's just nasty and disgusting, it's a pig. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, there are some pigs that are cute. Little pot-bellied pigs are adorable. But if you wash a pig and clean it up, what's the first thing it's going to do? It's going to go find a mud puddle and some mud to wallow around in because they're disgusting. They want to be dirty. So they asked Jesus to allow them to possess a herd of pigs that was feeding on a hill. Now, why did they want to enter the swine? Now I came up with several reasons for this. Because, you know, there, there there's numerous reasons for this, but I came up with with around four on why they wanted to enter into the swine. Now, first, in their destructive nature, they wanted to remain in the area and possibly possess other people at a later date. Being cast into the swine may have allowed that to take place. They wouldn't have been cast out of the area. They wouldn't have been cast into the lake of fire. They would have remained in that area and that would have given them an opportunity to possess other people at a later date once Jesus had left the area. The second reason is, is they may have wanted to use the pigs to attack Jesus and the disciples. You know, we think dogs are ferocious. Pigs can be just as ferocious and mean and destructive as a dog. And a herd of pigs attacking Jesus and the disciples could have injured them really badly or possibly even killed some of the disciples. That may have been a reason they wanted to go into the swine so they could attack Jesus and and that didn't happen because they ran down the hill and, and, and drowned. Third, they wanted to possess something. Instead of going out and being cast into the into outer darkness or into the lake of fire or the abyss they wanted to possess something and the swine was all they had available because they knew Jesus was not going to allow them to possess another person so they wanted to possess something and the pigs were available and then fourth they wanted to possess the pigs because they wanted They planned on killing the pigs, which in turn would turn the people against Jesus. And that's what happened. But any one of those four could have been the reason. And there could have been other reasons, you know, as well. But what we do know is Jesus allows them, after they beseech Jesus not to send them out of the area, Jesus allows them. Now think about that. He allows them to possess the swine. He allows them. Only God could allow them to do anything. Remember in the book of Job, Job chapter one, when when Satan is going around, you know, he, he goes before God and, and presents himself with all the other angels when they present themselves before God. What is it that Satan, you know, tries to do? He he wants, posi- you know, permission to go and 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 strike Job. And God has to allow that. Satan couldn't just go out and and attack Job. he had to you know have permission from God and the first permission that God gives him was don't touch Job. You can touch his crops and stuff but you can't touch Job. And then what was the next thing that happened? You know, he he asked for permission to Touch Job himself, but God says you can touch Job and test him, but you can't kill him. So Satan had to get permission to do this, just as these demons had to have permission from God to enter into the swine. They had to have permission to do this, and Jesus allows them to enter the swine and the demons make the swine run violently down the hill. And what happens? The pigs drown. They go into the water and they drown. Now, as a result of this, the the men that were keeping the herd of swine, they see what happens and they run into the city because they're terrified about what just happened. So they run into the city and they start telling others about what Jesus had just done. So the people of the city and the surrounding area, they come to the area where Jesus and and the formerly possessed man were, and they see this man sitting there at the feet of Christ. Now I want you to think about something. Look at what the difference that Jesus had made in this man's life. By casting out these demons. And this is the same thing that happened with all the people in the Bible where Jesus cast out these demons. First, the man is sitting calmly. He's not screaming out and crying out, he's sitting calmly. He's not cutting himself anymore, he's calm. He's not violent, he's calm. He's not naked and running around nude anymore, he's dressed. He's not acting insane, he's in his right mind. And he's no longer under the bondage of Satan, now he is a follower of Jesus Christ. Sitting at the feet of Christ. The Son of God had made him whole because the Son of God has that power. Now, what was the reaction of the crowd? Well, they had seen their livelihood get destroyed. They asked Jesus to leave the area. They didn't like the fact that all of their pigs had been killed. Now, John Oxenham wrote a poem back in the, I guess it was around the late 1800s, that captures the moment the crowd asks Jesus to leave. And this is pretty much what happened. He wrote, Rabbi, be gone. Thy powers bring loss to us and ours. Our ways are not as thine. Thou lovest men, we swine. Oh, get thee gone, O Holy One, and take these fools of thine, their souls what care we for their souls since we have lost our swine? Then Christ went sadly. He had wrought for them a sign of love and tenderness divine. They wanted swine. Christ stands without your door and gently knocks, but if your gold or swine the entrance blocks, he forces no man's hold. He will depart and leave you to the treasures of your heart the people of the city rejected Christ even after witnessing this miracle. So you have the divine Son of God and God the Son, the creator of all the universe who shows that he has power over Satan and over the demons of Satan. He heals this man Casting out these demons, and yes, he allowed the demons to enter into the swine. But the people looked at this man, seen him in in his right mind. But instead of caring about what Jesus had done to help this man, they cared about their swine, their pigs. And then what we see is the man wanted to go with Jesus, but instead Jesus sends him home. And if you think about something, when Jesus sends the man home, he sends the man home, the man is in his right mind. He's a follower of Jesus. What does he do? He goes out and he witnesses for Jesus and tells the people about the great things that Christ had done for him. So the next time that Jesus enters into the area, the people receive Christ. And it says, if you look in verse 40, they received him because they all waited for him. So they waited for Christ to return. But what do we see in this passage? What do we see in all the instances of Christ casting demons out of people? We see that Christ has power over Satan and the demons. Jesus is more powerful than Satan and the demons because he's divine. He's the son of God and God the son. But we also see that he is the creator of all things. He created (coughs) Satan and the demons. When they were angels, Jesus created them. And it was out of pride that they fell. But Jesus had created them. Thus, as creator over them, he has power over them, just as he created us, and he has power over us. But what this also shows, in his divinity, he has power over sin. Just as he freed those possessed with these demons, he can free us from the bondage of sin, because he is divine and the Son of God let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you have given us. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just be with us and just help us, Lord, to always look to you for guidance and understanding. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.